Hello there, gorgeous. Thank you for joining the Glow Girl Diaries podcast, a podcast dedicated to the queens all around our great, beautiful world who are building their empire. A queen is a phenomenal woman, a woman who knows her worth, knows her value, and knows what she deserves and knows what her deepest desires are. And she is in the time of her life where she no longer wants to settle for a counterfeit life. She is ready to own her truths, to walk in her truth authentically and unapologetically. Here we bring you real stories from real people just like you. Not only will you acquire my knowledge, but we will be bringing on other experts who are going to be open to helping you advance in your careers or your life. Let's get started. Hello, gorgeous, and welcome back to the Empress Diaries podcast. I am Andrea Williams, and today I am all by myself. But don't run away, guys, because we have a really great topic that we are going to be covering on our podcast today. And I believe that it's a really important, very important topic that a lot of us do not face before we start a business. And in my opinion, I think that this topic should be covered first before you get a biz- get into a business because it's going to determine how your business is going to end up. So, do you guys want to know what the topic is? It is mindset. So who agrees with me? Mindset is so crucial for you to have that right mindset so that you can run a successful business. Because let's face it, running a business is not peaches and cream. It's not all fun and luxurious as we may make it seem whenever we are posting our content and our pictures on our social media platforms. Some people don't really get to see the headaches, the sweat, and the tears that we put in to our business. And if you don't have the right mindset, you're going to either fall or if you do have the right mindset and you know that you're not going to let anything get in your way, you're going to soar. So what are we going to be talking about tonight? We're going to be talking about what is a mindset. Okay, we're going to be talking about the two types of mindsets. We're going to cover why mindsets matter. We got a lot of things we're going to be covering tonight. We're also going to briefly talk about um, how does a mindset form and what is your mindset, your personal mindset. That's what matters, right? So everyone's going to want to know what 
type of mindset they have. So if that's you, you're going to want to stick around and listen to find out what type of mindset that you have. Can you change your mindset? Who believes that you can change your mindset? I believe you can. And we're going to be talking about that and why I believe you can change your mindset. And how how can you change your mindset if it's possible to be changed? What's necessary to change it? We're going to be talking about that too, guys. And then at the end, we're going to wrap it up with seven ideas on how you can change your mindset today. So who's ready to get started? I am. (laughs) What is a mindset? A mindset refers to whether you believe qualities such as intelligence and talent are fixed or changeable traits. People with a fixed mindset believe that these qualities are inborn, fixed and unchangeable. But those with a growth mindset, on the other hand, believe that these abilities can be developed and strengthened by way of commitment and hard work. So there's two types of mindsets. And for me to really understand if our minds could change, I did do some research on this particular topic. And what I did was I gathered a few groups of kids (laughs) because kids are the best guinea pigs there are (laughs) so what I did was I um, wanted to see what would happen if I gave kids a different problem to solve and my children viewed that the problem as a challenge and learning experience the other children felt that felt that it was impossible to solve and that their intelligence was being held up for scrutiny and judgment. So the kids in the first group had growth mindsets. When faced with something difficult, they believed that they could learn and develop the skills they needed to solve it. The second group of kids had fixed mindsets. They believed that there was nothing they could do to tackle a problem that was out of the reach of their knowledge and abilities. What do you guys think about that? So why do we all, like, probably the majority of um, coaches, experts, business owners, we are all really big on our mindsets. And why do you think that matters? Why does our mindsets matter? I get asked these questions a lot. So I really wanted to hop on and try to help you guys dig deeper about why mindsets really matter, not just if you are an entrepreneur, but in your life as well. So to me, a mindset matters because it's a crucial role in how you cope with life's challenges. So in school, a growth mindset can contribute to greater achievement and increased effort. When facing a problem such as as trying to find a new job, people with growth mindsets show greater resilience. They are more likely to preserve in the face of setbacks, while those with fixed mindsets are more liable to give up. Fixed mindsets tend to create a need for approval. So if you have a fixed mindset, you're the type of person who said, okay, well, I'm scared to launch a new business, but I'm up for the challenge. 
and I believe that I have what it takes to make this work, to be successful. That's um, how you're going to look at it, okay? Um, Someone who doesn't have a positive mindset, we call a fixed mindset, that's going to be someone who needs approval, someone who might get scared with launching a new business and they might feel as if they need their friends and their family members to push them into it you know and that's how a lot of us end up shutting down because we're looking for other people's approval instead of trusting our own instinct our own gut and doing what we truly have passion for what's in our head what we dream of and that's what ends up happening so whenever we're going and looking for those people to approve what we want to do and those people in return are saying oh well that's a lot of work and you're going to have to do x y and z and are you capable of doing that and are you going to invest all this time or i would just work a job Whenever you go to these people and you hear that, that's not approval. They're not approving what you're wanting to do. So for someone with a fixed mindset, they're going to shut down and they're going to not go after their dreams. So I've seen this happen so often in my career, you know, it's 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 crushing you know it's it's goal crushing it's it's hard to try to do something and then you just get scared and you let fear stop you and you let your comfort zone stop you because someone else your family member doesn't approve of it and now all of a sudden you don't approve of your own dream <laughs> so how does a mindset form? Because that's where we need to back up to, okay? So we know that whenever we want to do something that's kind of scary, that's out of the normal for us, we get scared, okay? We already developed that, and that's a part of our mindset. And we know that if we're scared and we don't do it, that's because we have a fixed mindset, right? Well, how is that mindset formed, that fixed mindset? Where did it come from? Well, I suggest that many people are trained in the two types of mindsets, early and life, often through the way they were raised or their experiences in school. So for fixed mindsets, children who are taught that they should look smart instead of loving learning tend to develop a fixed mindset and you can understand why because if a child is being told that they need to look smart and get good grades and that you know they have to look pretty and they have to look nice instead of um telling them, well, you should really focus on your alphabet. You should really focus on your numbers. You should really focus on your cursive. You should really focus on your mathematics, right? Instead of telling that child those 
things, they're telling the child that the child needs to focus on um, looking pretty and being popular and um, keeping their hygiene up, you know, making those things more important. So, of course, that child is going to learn to have a fixed mindset from the way they're being raised because their parents are instilling in their mind that looks are more important than books. (laughs) So what happens is they become more concerned with how they are being judged and fear that they might not live up to expectations and they're trained that way. So let's look at the growth mindsets. Kids who are taught to explore, embrace new experiences, and enjoy challenges are more likely to develop a growth mindset. And you can see why that would happen. Because if a child is being told to go out and have fun and go out and try new things and go out and um, try out for a marathon just for the fun of it, you know, it even if you don't make it in first place, you still did it. You're, you challenged yourself to do something new that you ordinarily wouldn't do. That's developing a growth mindset. If a kid's growing up in that environment, they're going to be more willing to take a risk, try something new, and get outside of their comfort zone because they developed that growth mindset from their parents. Okay, so um, having a growth mindset doesn't involve believing that anyone can become anything they want with enough education and effort. Not everyone can become Einstein or Mozart just because they try. Right, guys, we all know that we can't do that. So instead, the growth mindset is about living up to one's possible potential. This potential, however, is never really knowable. You know, no one knows what their potential is unless they try. So who knows how far a person can go if they set their mind to it? People with a growth mindset believe that the effort that goes into learning and depending one's understanding and talent is well worth all the tolls and troubles. And that is facts, guys. That is so true. So what is your mindset? What type of mindset do you possess? Do you have a fixed or growth mindset? And I'm going to read off a list of six questions. They're more like statements. So I just want you to listen closely, okay? I'm just going to read them all off and then I will move on to what I want you to do so one people have a certain amount of intelligence and there isn't any way to change it number two no matter who you are there isn't much you can do to improve your basic abilities and personality number three people are capable of changing who they are Number four, you can learn new things and improve your intelligence. Number five, people either have particular talents or they don't. You can't just acquire talent for the things like music, writing, art, or athletics. And number six, 
Studying, working hard, and practicing new skills are all ways to develop new talents and abilities. So you guys got a idea of what I'm going to be asking you. So now what I want you to do is I want you to, while I'm reading these off, I want you to recognize with each statement if you either agree with it or if you disagree with it, okay? I want you to try to keep track. So number one, people have a certain amount of intelligence and there isn't any way to change it. So do you agree with that or not? Number two, no matter who you are, there isn't much you can do to improve your basic abilities and personality. Agree or disagree? Number three, People are capable of changing who they are. Agree or disagree? Number four, you can learn new things and improve your intelligence. Agree or disagree? Number five, people either have particular talents or they don't. You can't just acquire talent for things like music, writing, art, or athletics. And number six, Studying, working hard, and practicing new skills are all ways to develop new talents and abilities. Agree or disagree? If you tend to agree with statements 1, 2, and 5, which I will read it again. Number 1 was people have a certain amount of intelligence and there isn't any way to change it. Number two, no matter who you are, there isn't much you can do to improve your abilities and personality. And number five, people either have particular talents or they don't. You cannot just acquire talent for things like music, writing, art, or athletics. If you have, if you agree with those three statements, then you probably have a more fixed mindset. If you agree with the other ones, three, four, and six, then you probably tend to have a growth mindset. So if you guys would like that list, I can um, drop it in um, the SheBoss Collective on Facebook and you can take that personality quiz yourself and see if you have a fixed or a growth mindset. It's really cool. (laughs) So now we know which mindset we have. We know that we are either fixed or we have a growth mindset. So how can you change your mindset? How do you change your mindset? Is that even possible? Well, I believe that people with a fixed mindset might not agree. Um, Because I suggest that people are capable of changing their mindsets. Parents can also take steps to ensure that their children develop growth mindsets. So often through praising efforts rather than forcing solely on results. So instead of um, focusing on results, praise your kids more. Praise yourself more. Okay, because then you're going to be more likely to just do it for the recognition instead of doing it for, oh, well, I'm a screw up and I messed this up and it could have been better and it's not perfect and Susie's is better than mine. You know, like we do all those things to ourselves. We self we self sabotage ourselves. So for an example, instead of telling a child that he is so smart, a parent 
might commend the child for hard work on a project and describe what they like the most about the child's efforts. I really like how you choose the colors for that picture. Okay, so by focusing on the process rather than the outcome, adults can help kids understand that their efforts, hard work and dedication can lead to change, learning and growth, both now and in the future. How can you change your mindset? If you've ever had goals and dreams that didn't come true, you're not alone. I believe it's 92% of people that say that the goals and resolutions that they set for themselves each year never get achieved, guys. Never. So with stats that high, there must be something in common that's holding them back. So after some research, I've discovered that 8% who do accomplish their goals, they are not so hard on themselves. You know, they're high achievers and they think differently. That's it's a, their mindset. You know, so it's important to know that those 8%, they come from all walks of life. You know, they can be married, single, divorced, highly educated. Edu- uh, see, I can't even talk. Highly educated or a high school dropout. You know, middle class, wealthy, poor for most standards. They are comprised of a variety of ages and ethnicities from all over the world. The fact is, no matter where you are in life or where you came from, you've got the ability to set big goals and achieve them. So the key commonality among those 8% is a similar set of success-oriented mindsets that guide their thoughts and actions. You may share some of these, or you may actually be practicing opposite mindsets without even realizing it. A surefire way to determine whether you need a mindset tune-up is to answer this question. Are you regularly accomplishing your goals and living your dreams? If you answer yes, you'll probably recognize why. If you said no, these steps could be game changing for you. Okay, so now what I want to do is I just want to briefly go over these seven ideas for you guys to change your mindset, because I personally know from experience that you can change your mindset. So many of you who follow me across social media, you know my story. You know that I was bullied throughout middle and high school, and I grew a concept of thinking that I was fat and it played a role in my whole entire life. I held myself back from things because I thought I was too fat to do it. I thought that I had to settle for abusive men because I thought no man would love me because I was fat. And that is a fixed mindset. I had to get out of that mindset and I had to learn to love myself, to be honest. But I had to get out of that mindset. I had to change my mindset. And I always say, change your mind, change your life. And if that ain't the freaking truth, it ain't the truth, but it's the truth. (laughs) 
So it's really important. You can't start a business if you don't have the right mindset. So guys, listen to these steps. One, accept that you accept that your thinking needs adjusting. Okay, we've all had goals and dreams that didn't unfold the way we hoped or expected. When this happens repeatedly, we start to wonder what we need to change. But rarely do we look inside at our own thinking as a place to start making changes. We live in a skill set driven society that emphasizes learning new skills and improving the ones we're weakest at. This often fosters the belief that we need more education in order to achieve our goals. Some people go back to school. Others take seminars and workshops or read books, always looking for that silver bullet skill set that will make everything fall into place. And that's that's so, so, so strong and powerful, that statement, because that is the truth. That's what we do. We're always searching for something instead of just doing what we want. So don't get me wrong, I'm not downplaying the value of skill sets, but more often it's our mindsets that need adjustment. The good news is that a lot it's a lot less expensive and much faster to change your mindset than to go learn a new skill set. Right? Amen. Can I get an amen? <laughs> So step one is simply to acknowledge that you're going to work on your mindset first. Number two, identify your counter mindsets. Mindsets are formed through prior experiences and emotional milestones. And the mindsets that aren't producing the results you want are called counter mindsets. So remember the story I just shared with you guys that I was bullied in middle school and high school by the same person. And I, it was an emotional experience. It was a prior experience that I went through and I developed a fixed mindset from that experience when I thought that I didn't deserve anything in life because I was fat and fat. Nobody loved fat people. So, um, That's a counter mindset. So some examples of these are self-doubt, limiting beliefs, and any other negative thoughts that get in the way of your fulfillment. So I loved playing sports. I loved playing softball. I loved doing things, but I held myself back because I had limiting beliefs. I had self-doubt. I had negative thoughts. So that kept me away from my fulfillment of participating in extracurricular activities. So I guess that's about 65,000 thoughts go through our minds each day. So unfortunately, in the case of most people, the majority of them are negative. And that's called A-N-T, automatic negative thoughts. They occur so often that you're probably not even aware of them. So most of us aren't. For an example, you know, like that little voice that points out irresponsible spending choices when you're looking at your monthly budget or makes dishonest comments when you look in the mirror. We all know that voice. It makes you hesitate before approaching someone you'd like to meet. It makes you think twice before starting a business or considering 
considering a career change. All of us have different ANTs, and without knowing it, we're habitually allowing them to destroy our dreams. It's hard to remain positive when the little voice constantly sprouting off and saying things like, I can't take her, I'm not smart enough, I'm out of shape, I'm not qualified, yada, yada, yada. The way to start exterminating the ANTs in your head is to begin paying attention to them. Notice when you hear that voice and recognize how frequently it happens. More than likely, you'll find limiting thoughts can be narrowed down to a few key themes. Taking note of this is a major step because we can't change what we haven't acknowledged. And I just want to say that again for the people in the back who might have not heard me. Taking note of this is a major step because we can't change what we haven't acknowledged. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. We kind of went to church tonight, guys. <laughs> so number three, flip the switch. Once you've identified your top negative thoughts, you need a way to stop them from holding you back. The best technique I know for this is something I call flip the switch, which which moves thoughts from negative to positive. For years, every time I looked in the mirror, all I saw was my flaws. I saw that I was fat. So finally, I started practicing the exact opposite reaction, flipping the switch. I look in the mirror and force myself to say, you look good. Okay? (laughs) Something so simple, guys. This might be silly and you're laughing at me or with me, but guys, it works. It does. It took some time to get used to, but the, the reality is that positive thoughts and negative thoughts can't occupy the same space. So I was giving my ANTs an eviction notice. Another technique I find effective is called the if-then approach. So once you identify when your ANTs typically show up, apply a thought process that allows you to essentially think past them. So I'll give you guys an example. Say you plan to go for a walk after dinner to get more exercise. But when dinner is over, your ANTs show up. If you start to hear the voice in your head that says you're too tired, too full, or you'll never lose that weight anyway, then walk to the closet immediately and put on your running shoes. And this is what I had to do in my life because I was the same way. I'll go later. I'll go, you know, when this or when that, you know, I was like that. But I had to train myself to not do that anymore. I had to start getting up and doing it immediately. And that's how you train yourself. That's how you gain those habits that are going to lead you to success. Okay, so it's often just taking one positive step in the right direction is enough to shut those ANTs up. Prepare yourself for creating a list of if-then statements ahead of time so you can pre-plan some if-then statements for yourself, okay, so that whenever these situations pop up, you're ready. You're ready to keep going, Number four, understand your why. Changing your mindset takes work because formed habits aren't easy to break. This is especially true since many of 
our most harmful habits and counter mindsets were established when we were kids and we've been doing things the same way ever since. And that goes back to that little saying that people like to say that old people are stuck in their ways. No offense to the older people listening in. We love you just the same. <laughs> so understanding your why is about starting fresh and deciding on one goal or dream that when you achieve it, will mean a transformational change. Losing weight, being happier at work, improving your relationship with your companion. Identify something that could make a huge impact in your life. After all, if it's going to take work to make it come true, it better be really meaningful, right? So once you identify what your why is, write down on paper or in a notebook why it really matters to you, not on a computer, on paper in your own handwriting. This is an important part of building your motivation. And I always tell you guys that whenever you see something in paper, it's, it's different, Okay, gives it more meaning. Number five, realizing that motivation and willpower are not enough. Most people incorrectly believe that motivation and willpower are all that's needed to achieve their goals. And no matter and no wonder they do, you know, because it's common advice you hear from friends and family to motivate to motivational gurus and life coaches. I asked you to write down your big why in step four. So because that's where motivation begins. But we all know that motivation can be hard to maintain no matter how important your goal may be. And that's when willpower is supposed to kick in. The latest brain research reveals that willpower is like a gas tank. You start with a full tank, but you deplete your supply every time you use it. And here's what I mean. I will gladly give you an example. You're you're trying to eat healthier. Then you get to work and find Girl Scout cookies next to the fruit bowl. What do you do? Do you tap into your willpower and resist the cookies? If you do, good for you. Because a lot of us are not going to take the fruit over the Girl Scout cookies. Samoa's for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so then you plan to go to the gym after work, but end up staying later to deal with a customer issue. issue. Your willpower is already depleted and the added stress of not following your original plan doesn't help. Do you end up going to the gym? You know the answer because it's happened to all of us. You don't to go to the gym. It doesn't take long to just to simply give up and abandon our goals when we rely on motivation and willpower to achieve them. They aren't always enough. That's why 25% of people give up on a goal after the first week and 60% quit after the first month. High achievers understand this reality, which is why step five is simply about recognition. That is recognizing that achieving your goal isn't about white knuckling your way to success by accepting this fact you'll stop mentally punishing yourself for stumbling or failing to stick to your plan which will leave you emotionally freer to optimistically try again tomorrow okay so number six Start small so you can finish big. This may sound counterintuitive, but one of the best ways to 
to change your mindset and realize your dreams is through setting ridiculously, ridiculously tiny, utterly achievable goals. How tiny? How about this? One push-up. If your big goal is to get daily exercise, then your small attainable goal is to do a single push-up each day. If you want to reduce stress in your life, your tiny goal might be to meditate for one minute every night. If you want more affection with a loved one, your mind, your mini goal could be one extra big hug or big kiss. (laughs) Each of these examples require almost no motivation or willpower to accomplish. And yet each is a positive step. Here's the trick. Decide that your tiny goal is the minimum and that you can do more if you feel up to it. That's where we fail to realize in our businesses. Um, a lot of the time, you'll do more and will you'll feel great about it because you've actually overachieved your goal. Some days you may do the minimum and you'll still feel great because you've met your goal. How can these tiny goals actually make an impact? Because massive change requires small steps repeated daily, which create momentum and yield positive, cumulative results. The top 8% of achievers understand this, but most people never try this strategy because they think it seems pointless to start so small. And that's where you're wrong. Because over time, consistent consistently hitting your goals, your small goals, might I mention, will form new mindset habits. And that's real progress towards revamping your thinking so you can reach your biggest dreams. Number seven, get comfortable with the F word. The steps for how to change your mindset that I've outlined so far will help you move forward with confidence towards achieving more of your goals and dreams. However, it's critical to understand that it will be hard work. That's why high achievers are comfortable with the F word, failure. When most people hit a wall, they make an excuse or give up. High achievers realize that the only thing that will keep them from their goals is to stop trying. So they don't. They know that they'll encounter obstacles or even fell along the way. What separates them from the other 92% is that they prepare for failure mentally. They know it's coming and it doesn't scare them or make them give up. When failure happens, they seek feedback and make adjustments to get back in the game. Okay, how, why don't we do more of that guys? You can do this by giving yourself permission to fail. I want you guys to give yourself permission to fail. F-A-I-L. Okay? We're not on a mission for perfection. We have to perform out of excellence. Our excellence. What excellence means to us. And each of us individually, that means something different. And that's okay. Okay, doing that will take off the pressure of getting a perfect end result and you can be ready to learn from mistakes and make adjustments that will keep you moving forward. 
Changing your mindset doesn't happen by accident. It happens by choice. So these seven steps should help you get on the right track. As always, I love to read your comments and any other strategies that work for you guys. And stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you guys. Have a great night. Bye.